including winning a division championship with Glora FC in 2019. He's also the founder of I Got Skills Academy. And oh yeah, his son Jacob currently plays professionally for Syracuse Pulse AC in Nisa. It's Jason Popkin. Jason, how are you? Doing really good. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, glad to have you here. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. Uh, we'll get into your endless coaching accolades and experience in just a minute, but I want to start by taking it back to your time as a soccer player. Can you tell us about how you know you were maybe introduced to the game and uh, quickly summarize your playing career? So my playing career actually didn't start till I was 30 years old. Um, wow. I, I, yeah, so I actually ended up getting involved because of my kids. Uh, just started with being involved with them as they're, they're coaching them. And then I just ended up finding my passion and continued to both play and coach. So what was that like for you entering at such a, I guess, an adult age? Um, what what was it about soccer that attracted you? Was it just specifically your kid's interest in it? Or was there maybe something different that really kind of directed you and attracted you to soccer specifically? Yeah, so like I grew up, um, I graduated from Apple Valley. And so a lot of names around around the Twin Cities, um, people also went, went there. It was just the environment that was there. I, I even though I didn't participate in the, in the soccer, when I walked by, I would see them practicing and I just always had a fascination. And then when I had my kids and I'm like, I'm five foot four, uh, I don't think they're gonna be playing football, basketball, baseball, you know, and, and that's what's beautiful about soccer is no matter what size you are, body type, you can find your place in, in the sport. Uh, and that's kind of what, what led us there. And then just the, the, it, the game's beautiful, man. Like from, from the, the technical nuances and and then have the knowledge of the game and just yeah, it gets deep. So I love it. You don't see somebody getting introduced to the game in their thirties and uh, accumulating all the licenses and accolades and 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 coaching, um, you know, experience that you've gotten since that time. So how how difficult was it for you to sort of really dive into and, and gather everything you needed to you know ascend to where you are right now from a coaching perspective did it come naturally to you sort of what was that process like i guess of catching up so to speak uh there's definitely a lot of catch up a lot of second guessing myself and where i was at uh especially in the early years so like because i was a new coach you know i like at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I could take a, like a U12 team. I don't, I don't know what that would be like, or I don't, you know, like each age up, I, I wasn't sure how I'd handle it. Um, I guess having, being a parent as well, as my son kept staging up, it, it also made it easier for me uh, because I felt more comfortable with the game. I'm like, because I was seeing what was going on at, at each level. That's, that's an amazing story in and of itself. Um, so obviously you mentioned that that your kids were sort of the reason why you got into the game and obviously got into coaching. Um, and that sort of transitioned to you um, really sort of making an impact. In 2008, you started a street soccer program in Hawaii called, or you were involved in starting a street soccer program in Hawaii called Monday in the Lot. Um, what was your inspiration from, you know, for that specifically and why Hawaii of all places? So, yeah, well, I, I mean, I grew up here, uh, born and raised. My wife was born and raised in Hawaii. Um, at that time, my kids were like four or five years old. We decided to move back to Hawaii, get get in touch with family. Um, that's where we discovered soccer. Um, and, and 
really there was there was one day where I had a long, long conversation with a guy that was running a company called Kaye, which is you know it means street, and it was a street soccer company, and it was just about the culture, and and what was missing in America was really the soccer culture. You know, like when you think about you know Brazil, you think about wherever you go, you're gonna see a ball. You go to the beach, you're gonna see a ball. You go to the park, you're gonna see a ball. And, and that's something that we really miss here in America. And it was something that I realized. And I'm like, if I, you know, at that time, my son was young, but he was already on his path. Like he's known since he was six where he wanted to go. And so with that in mind, I was like, if he really is going to grow up and, and play at the next level, he's got to grow up in a soccer culture. And it wasn't there. So I was like, well, what do we do? And I just created it. And that was back in the days of MySpace. So I, I just created this event called called Monday in the Lot, you know, by Hawaii Street Soccer. That was that was the MySpace name, and I just started, you know, going out and basically spamming every soccer player in Hawaii and and trying to get them to come out. And you know, the first night there was two guys that came out, uh, not the best night, but yeah. over time it, it continued to grow, and it, it just became something beautiful, you know, like the, the small game, you know, football, street soccer. There, there's there's so much uh, it, it's just it's beautiful the one because there's so many one one versus ones you know you have to be technically uh, proficient to play that game you can't just kick the ball along or just run fast because the space is too small um how long did it take you to I guess to go from that to you know starting to develop something something similar here in Minnesota because obviously Hawaii and Minnesota two completely different places as far as limitations and and aspects obviously you can do this year round in Hawaii where you really can't do that year round in Minnesota unless you find some indoor space so how did it sort of transition from Hawaii to now okay I want to take and sort of bring this similar program this similar thing back home to Minnesota uh, it's been a very, very slow and hard process. Um, we, I don't believe we adapt very well here to new things. Uh, so small, small things like to me, futsal, it, 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 it's an actual sport. It's a sport within itself. It's five aside game, right? But that term is thrown around very loosely here to mean anything indoor. Well, there's a very big difference between seven versus seven and five versus five. Um, so some of those things, the idea of free play, um, like now at, at our facility, we have pickup every single night and we're getting guys coming out every single night. So it's it's starting, but it's been the process has been very, very slow. Um, but I've also been in a different position, too. I had a lot more free time at, at, at that moment than I did here, because when I came here, I was already actively coaching, which means I can't go do do pickup or, or those types of things as well. Definitely. So 2011, you start the I Got Skills Academy. Um, how did you get from Monday in the Park to launching I Got Skills? Tell me a little bit about developing I Got Skills specifically um, and sort of what your inspiration was for that and um, just, just the process of, of getting that off the ground. Yeah, so from the very beginning, I mean, I guess I've always had visions of, you know, having our own facility and, and you know, like, very very grand dreams but i didn't really know how we were going to get there um it, it and it's been an av- evolution too so when we just started money in the light we just started it as a pickup game because i was 30 years old i wanted to play i didn't know where to play um th- there just wasn't any outlets so i created it and and and, and creating that, that around it from that when when people found out 
oh, he's doing this thing. There, there happened to be an event um, called the Dragon Boat Festival. And they'd asked, hey, would you be interested in doing a tournament alongside this, this festival? I said, that sounds amazing. I mean, we're going to have a soccer tournament and there's going to be music and there's going to be, you know, a, this whole festival and all these other people. It's going to, you know, like expose the sport. Um, I'm really, really, really happy that as I just found out, we're going to actually be able to bring a similar event here in Minnesota this year um, as part of the Burnsville Festival. So, again, it's, it's it's both creating a fun environment for the players, you know, adding the music, adding all that kind of stuff, but also um, for outside people to see how beautiful the sport is. Uh, so there was that. And then as that grew, then the tournaments. Um, and then because it seemed like there was a demand for the tournaments, we started a league. And then after the league, then we started camps. Uh, and then we decided to move to California for Jacobs. So we closed everything except for the camps in Hawaii and and started to move on, move on. It's now been over a decade uh, since I Got Skills was started in 2011. And obviously the program has evolved over time. Um, you've already mentioned this and touched on it. One of the aspects you've implemented in your training is, is futsal. And this is a topic I... Yeah. You know, since starting this podcast almost two years ago now, I'm you know learning and still a student of of, of futsal. Um, I've had um, I've had you know the the team from Futsal Society on Caleb. Um, I've had Mario from TC Soul Futsal on, and those have been really great conversations um, about not only the growth of futsal staying alone in this country, but also the role futsal plays in soccer development specifically. Um, was futsal sort of always something you knew you wanted to include in your your, your, your training program? And how did futsal specifically Always. enter your program and how, kind of how have you seen that evolution over time in terms of development and it's staying alone, standing as a sport? So, yeah, I mean, so what really the, the first tournaments that we did, they were futsal tournaments. Um, we didn't have, so it, here we have a lot of gyms, right? But we don't have, you know, especially during the winter, we don't have a lot of outdoor space. Um, there, getting gyms is, is, is hard and it's expensive, but there's a lot of outdoor space. Uh, so we we basically just did futsal five side, twenty yards by thirty yard fields with futsal goals on grass. So from the very beginning, like almost from the very beginning, that's that's what we've been been doing. And you know, shout out to Caleb and Mario, um, doing really good things as well. Um, the, the five side game to me is is incredibly important. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the statistics. Oh, you touch the ball six hundred times more. You know. Mm -hmm. and, all, all, all those those types of things, but you know, one of the things I learned from from a gentleman a long time ago is he was talking about how it teaches all aspects of the game. And the first thing people think about is the the technical side. Sure, it it does. It you know you you're on the ball. You can't lose control of it. It's small space. You you have to have control. But then also speed of play. Like because if you watch the game at the highest level, they're playing extremely fast. One touch passes really really moving but also it's it's transitions the offense to defense defense to offense in in five aside or less so if i if you and i go one v one v one right if i stop defending you win every time right i mean that's just it's what it's going to be same thing in, in two versus two if one person stops all the way up to five versus five now when you add a sixth player one person can be lazy one person can be a lazy forward so it I don't want to talk bad about lazy forwards. It just, for me, it's it's that constant involvement in the game, and that they're always involved. So I, I think it really teaches it. And and the other aspect is, you know, needing the small small spaces in public. 
because if you and I go to a soccer field and we don't know each other, right? Chances are I'm going to go to one, one side of the field. I'm going to be shooting on a goal by myself. You're going to be doing the same thing on the other side. Now, for me to have enough confidence to walk over to you and say, hey, you want to play a game, it takes quite a bit. To walk 100 yards to go say something to somebody you don't know, it, it's a long ways, right? And then even if we decide, yeah, we're going to play, what do we play with, a 24-foot goal? Like, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so, so I mean, it, it, it goes back to the same idea of, of, of street basketball. If you have a smaller space, if we're in, in a – now you're only, you know, 50 feet away from me, and we have smaller goals, it's much more likely that you and I are going to start a game. And so it, it just makes it a lot easier for culturally for people to play and, and, and meet each other, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I completely agree with that. And I mean, the more I'm learning about futsal, the more I see its benefits. And, you know, not only, you know, introducing people to the game, I think, is an underrated aspect of it, too, because as you mentioned, it's easier to get people together, but it's also it's more fast paced. There's more scoring as American sports fans and, and people who are interested in sports, you know, we like more scoring, right. <laughs> and more fast pace and more action Absolutely. And more to follow and keep our attention. I, so um, I think that's definitely a huge benefit of futsal as well. So I'm really excited to sort of uh, continue to follow, uh, you know, futsal's growth here, not only in America, but obviously the great work that uh, you're doing and everybody in the community is doing here in the twin cities, it, uh, soccer. And football it's, an exciting, it's an exciting game. And, yep. and really like, I haven't had, a, I, as many people as I've introduced to the game, there's very few that are like, oh, I don't know about that futsal. You know, like once they're introduced to it, they, they absolutely love it because all the things you're talking about, the excitement, you know, like it's really fast paced and there's a lot of goals. So like, you know, that the fast pace of basketball and what people love about basketball, it's brought into soccer, you know, because traditionally, oh, there's not a lot of goals. There's not, you know, there's not that flair. Well, you get all of that in, in futsal. So it's, it, it's a super entertaining sport to watch and play. Definitely, definitely. Um, moving on here, obviously one of the more prominent players to come through your program and obviously your, your, your training, as you mentioned, and now you know also serves as a coach for I Got Skills when he can, is your son Jacob. Um, and he's come through local development, obviously is very, very uh, featured and, and had some, hack, some accolades really in, in high school and college as well. Um, stood out in the NPSL last season. And now, as we mentioned, he is playing professionally for Syracuse Pulse AC in NISA in the third division. Um, what's his journey been like from a training and development perspective? And long and hard. Long yeah. and hard. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's been a journey. It's been, you know, from from Hawaii to, to here and, you know, just talking to to him and like one, one of one of our other coaches who also recently went professionally is, is sometimes it's just hard. It, it is you're in that mindset and you know where you want to go and the people around you aren't necessarily on that same path. And, and so sometimes just socially it can be hard. Um, for him, he's always been a small player. He's, he's a physical, he's, he's a late bloomer. Um, you know, they've talked about bio banding and, you know, there's a lot of confusion on what bio banding is, but I mean, we, we talk about it in education and we understand that, that every child grows at a different rate. Well, that that's both mentally and physically. He's a yep. physical late bloomer. So physically, he was always two years behind, and he's got a small frame. And so he would have three strikes against him before he ever stepped on the field. Um, you know, and what I've, what I've continually told him, I said, with, with your size, you're going to have to outperform. You're not just going to have to be better, but you're going to have to be so much better that they, they, they can't re 
refuse. And so, yeah, it's it, it has been hard. It has, you know, there's been a lot of, lot of doubt along the way. You know, since he was six, we've been told, oh, he's too small, he'll never make it. Um, but he he's dealt with the the doubt, the the rejections. I mean, there's been so many rejections along the way. It's it's crazy. Um, yep. We'd like to think that all those things have just prepared him to to be ready at that at that next level. Um, it's exciting. Uh, now we're hoping we're we're waiting for him to get some minutes. Um, he's been been out there for about a month now. Um, talking to him in the last week, he says he's starting to feel like he he's adjusting because clearly you know there's a physical difference. There's you know the, the level it jumps, and that's the hardest part in in our country is that you go from high school college to pro and it's a and it's extremely extremely big jump people don't realize how big that jump is so what do you do at 18 to 22 when you're you're physically still developing it's it's a hard road for for every player trying to do it yeah and it's not like we're at the point in america either where it's you know a ton of 18 to 22 year olds that are playing professional soccer i think we're still at a point where we're looking at guys in their mid to late 20s maybe more quote-unquote veterans of the game who are in sort of some of those leagues so yeah i mean there definitely is a little bit of a a learning curve there but it's good to see that is you know good to hear that his confidence is still up you mentioned his training has been long and hard um and one of the things you mentioned in our you know pre-interview conversations uh through through text messages and things is uh, you want to talk about how you want to sort of change that pathway and maybe make make the pathway for the kids that are coming up through your program different than what Jacob, mm-hmm. uh, you know, had to go through with his development and his path to where he's at now. Um, can you elaborate on that a little bit about some of those specifics that you're trying to make yeah. different and maybe make more accessible? Yeah. I mean, you know, just like there's so many parts in the game, um, in our, in our current environment for, for a player to succeed, they're probably doing more than going to just their team practice, right? Like, what, however often their their team practices doesn't matter. They're probably doing more than that. They're probably going to a technical skills training. Um, they're probably going to a physical trainer. I mean, really, to to make it to the to the next level, you have to be good on all diff, all the different pillars. Um, so we're trying to we're trying to combine a lot of those things. So obviously, with I got skills, we've always been been real big believers in in being technically proficient. Um, and, and having a lot of technical ability, uh, which is always interesting because then I, you see me in a game and I'm talking about playing simple, right? So because the idea for me is you should have the ability to do it. That doesn't mean you, you always have to, right? Like um, if you talk about one-touch soccer, it doesn't mean you should always only touch the ball once. It's you should have the ability to play that ball in one touch, you know, especially for a midfielder. So it's it's you got to have that, but then also you have to have physical. And, and to be honest, if I look back at, at Jacob's development, the only thing I would change, the, the biggest change I should say, is that we would have added another layer of, of physical development in it. But oftentimes what's happening is people are sacrificing their technical work to go do physical training because, oh, I'm not fast enough. So instead of going and working on the ball, now they're spending two hours in the gym. And I, yep. I'm sorry for a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old. It's not doing them a whole lot, right? Like, I'm not going to say there's no benefit. There is. There's there's absolutely there's benefit. But is the trade-off worth it? Is is the work in the gym worth 
the time you're losing on the ball. So one of the things we've done is we, you know, in our facility, we've, we've just built out a gym. Um, we've, we've been fortunate through ways to, to, to do it at um, a reduced cost, but we were able to build out our gym. Um, so a lot, all our players 11 and up, before they're hitting the turf, they're going into the gym, they're doing hit, a hit workout, um, you know, getting stronger, getting faster, and then, then working on the turf, and, which is also creating consistency. And, you know, it, we're, we're trying to create it where they're getting all those different aspects in one place. And then also just kind of helping, you know, guide players too, because it, it's so muddy. Like what, what's the best direction to, to go in, in the U S like some people will say college, maybe for some players that, that is the absolute best, best direction, you know, and I, I coach at DCTC as well. And, you know, for some players, that's a, it's an incredible option. Jacob, Jacob went there for, for one year. Um, soccer wise, it was a fantastic experience. The level is surprisingly good. Um, but it's not a traditional school. So there's a lot of families that will like, they'll shut it. Oh no, no. I mean, I don't understand that. Like there's different pathways. Right. And so to say, oh, you have to go to school or, oh, you shouldn't go to school or nothing is, is absolutely correct, but it's trying to help guide players and what's going to be the best for them. Hopefully, you know, there's, there's more programs that are, that are continuing to grow. I know Minneapolis city is focusing a lot on the, that those gap years that we're talking about those, those 18 to 22. Um, Laura's doing a lot of work with some younger players as well with multiple teams. You know, it, it's good to see and it's needed and, and it's going to take not just me. It's not, not just this group, not just that group. It's going to take everybody creating these, these different pathways um, and kind of doing our own thing because again, the pathway for one player is totally different from another. So what might be right for one player to go here or there, it's not the same for the next. So for, yeah, yeah, it just, we're hoping, we're hoping that we make it easier for the next, next group of players that they don't have to try to find everything that we can just help them, help guide them and, and, and provide for them what they need. We've talked about sort of this last decade plus of evolution with the I Got Skills Academy and even your continued evolution as a coach as well. What's next on the list? Um, you know, what's the future hold over the next three to five years for I Got Skills and you specifically, if you have like a wish list of things you want to implement or include or add on, you know, what sort of is at the top of that list? Yeah, so this this spring, in fact, we're, the evolution has been crazy because I truthfully never wanted to be a, become a soccer club. I never wanted to be the director of coaching of a soccer club. It was not my intention. Um, I actually, I love the idea of just doing a futsal club and focusing on that and working with the, the local clubs. Um, that role is very hard. Uh, so we, we ended up, we ended up starting our own club as well. Um, so we do, do have, we have our training programs as well as our club. Um, down down the road we've got quite quite a few plans um our, our facility right now we're working on on getting additional space um and with with the and with the also the goal in three years that we're going to be looking for a much bigger space of, of our own uh that would provide even even more uh we're also looking to build outdoor facilities that are for public use uh that's one of my big projects that i'm working on right now um really hoping to work with the city of burnsville uh, specifically, I mean, this is the area that I grew up in. So I, I do have a focus in, specifically in this area, not to shut out any other areas. It's just south of the river where, where I'm from. So I want to, you know, um, put a little effort in there. And, and Burnsville is so, so diverse as well. To me, it, it's, it makes it a perfect spot to, to do something like this because 
this, this sport does bring bring together people of different cultures. You see that every night at our facility with pickup. You know, we've got people from all, all over the world play, playing the game together. Um, and the biggest fight is is who's playing next, you know? Um, it, it's so we, we wanna we wanna introduce it into the public spaces and maybe and turn some more of these either tennis courts or some of the other things into to open place open free play um, places to play. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely look forward to everything that you guys have coming down the pipeline at I Got Skills and everything you doing per, you're doing personally, Jason. Uh, a lot of great work being done, um, and uh, we'll be happy to amplify that message wherever we can. Jason Popkin, founder of I Got Skills, uh, countless accolades, licenses, um, and all done over you know over a very short amount of time, as he mentioned, only got into the coaching game at 30 years old. So that's awesome, um, Jason. We appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much, and I'm sure we will talk again soon. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.